What about like, how does someone start to look for that light switch? Let's say they're sitting in the dark, whether that be financially, relationship, their career. How do they start looking for that light switch? Um, I guess it depends on what your goal is, right? Like it, it depends. Like for me, I just wanted to make more money. Yeah. Right. And so I tended to find things that like I tended to go all in on things that could possibly make me more money. Yeah. I did not go all in on things that had no chance of making money, me money. So an example of this was, um, you may not know this about me, but I was, I played guitar like my whole life, like from like (laughs) seventh grade to, I mean, I guess technically now I played a lot, like hours a day. I could Uh play every John Mayer song that exists, (laughs) Uh, anything he's ever written, all of his live things. I would sit down for hours and learn his solos. And I just kind of realized in college that I was like, yeah, I'm never going to be famous at this, meaning I'm never going to make money from this. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with doing it. But for me, my thing was like, I want to make money. And so I was just like, that's not it for me. Right. And so I still have all my stuff. And last time I played, I took my guitar out like two weeks ago just Mm -hmm. to see if I remembered. Yeah. Like one song. Yeah, I did. Barely, barely. (laughs) I wouldn't play it live, but I was like, okay. But before that I hadn't taken my guitar out in like a year or two. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, I think you got to kind of cut out the things that aren't really advancing you towards your goals mm. for the most part. Yeah. And so if you're trying to find what that light switch is um, or whatever that thing that you want to do, if everything else that you're doing has nothing to do with it, then I think you really got to start chopping it out. Yeah. And um, I kind of hate to say this because it's not really something that I double down on like mm. some people do, but it does kind of come down to a little bit of like friends and like who you're, who you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. Right. When I, I I spoke, one of the first conferences I spoke at, if not the first one, um, was Cody Sanchez mm-hmm. at uh, Uncon, her conference, and then Pineda's uh, Back in the Future Flipper days. There you go. Um, and yours, I guess. Uh, but th- those were like back to back, I think a couple yeah. weeks. I went to that conference and I was in the green room with all the speakers, yeah. all millionaires. I think there was a billionaire in there and they were all so much smarter than me. Yeah. And I left that conference thinking like, I just evolved like, 15 levels because I just talked to some of the smartest people yeah. in my business. Mm-hmm. And same thing with when, when, when I went to the future flipper event, I talked to so many people now wealthy investor now wealth yeah. con, but I talked to so many people that were crushing it, making millions of bucks in real estate. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, when I surround myself around people like this, it makes me want to make more money. It yeah. makes me want to be better at what I do. Yeah. And so these days I'm not looking for friends. Yeah. And uh, that's really hard for me to accept because I'm a social person and I always have been. Mm-hmm. And then like the pandemic sort of made me a little bit more, I'm not gonna say introverted, but it kind of, you know, I had to stay home for two years. And so yeah. when I left that, I thought I was going to come out and being like, come, let's make friends and all that yeah. stuff. But I kind of left that being like, you know, what's really important is keeping the friends that you have that are mm-hmm. important to you, but making friends like any new friend that you make takes away time from the people that matter. Yes. And so you have to be very selective about who you're actually forming relationships with. And so nowadays, like <clears throat> I'm really trying to surround myself around people that are better than me or doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think how you flip that switch. If you want to be good at something, yeah. go find someone else that's good at it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find five people that are doing that, yeah. you can't do it alone. Yeah. You just, you really can't. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can. I I did it. You probably did it too. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. to really evolve. Well, you cannot I do it alone. I didn't evolve until I met <clears throat> Brian. So quick story. So 
I was going to college for sociology. I wanted to be like some sort of like a therapist or someone that helped children or young men that were having life issues. So <clears throat> I was sitting in class one day and I realized that the people that I was uh, working for, because I used to help children um, with uh, personality disorders, I realized that they didn't make any money. And my mom, she helps women who got the R word, right? She takes them to court. Mm -hmm. She takes them to therapy. She helps them, right? My uh, my mom had no money. Like she was broke. Still financially doesn't make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was sitting in class and I was like, oh man, like I am not going to make any money if I stay here. Like it just hit me at one time. I was like, Damn, like I love sociology. I love psychology. I love learning about human behavior. But am I willing to sacrifice being able to financially take care of my mom and my son for this? And the answer was no. Mm -hmm. So I got up and I walked out of class. And oh, I, wow. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I got up and I walked out of class because I was like. Straight to 10 there. Yeah. Huh? Straight to 10 because. <laughs> Because I'm an all-in type of person. Yeah. When when I wanted to do sociology, I was volunteering. I was taking all my classes. I was reading my textbooks. I was doing everything to become a sociologist. But then when I realized, like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to end up making, like, $30,000, $50,000 a year. Some of these people yeah. don't make a lot of money. Um, Which, by the way, I think is fine. Yeah, it, it is fine. For that person. It, Some people... <clears throat> don't care about making money. Yes. Like I was talking to my cousin and he was, he's doing this like side gig and I'm like, don't you want to make more money? He's like, I honestly don't care. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I envy that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I was there. I was like, all right, this is not making any money. So I left. Uh, my wife might not like this, but probably she doesn't <laughs> spill it. Spill the uh, tea. I met this girl. We never actually were girlfriend and boyfriend or even did anything. But I met this girl. Allegedly. No, for sure. Fact, okay, okay, I swear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I think she had a crush on me, but I wasn't like attracted to her. But uh, she she was in real estate. I started seeing what real estate was. That's like the first time that I heard of like, oh, what does someone in real estate do? She told me she made money. She told me she did all this other stuff that wasn't going to an office nine to five or working at a restaurant. Cause I always just worked in restaurants. So I was like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. And then I met another guy that was like, Oh, I do real estate and I make like 60 K a year. And I was like, damn, you make $60,000 <laughs> in a year and you have one job. What? And then, you know, got into real estate school. And then obviously like in real estate school, you to get your like realtors license yeah, to get okay, my real cool. estate license. And then in real estate school, obviously you're surrounded with other people who want to get into real estate. And then you start hearing like, oh, well, my friend at Berkshire Hathaway, he makes 70K. All right. The teacher that's a realtor, he makes 100K. Okay. This other realtor makes 80K. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, crap. Who, who do you want to be friends yeah, with? Yeah. The one yeah. that makes 100K, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or all of my other friends weren't even making close to that and they were working in restaurants but now i'm surrounded by people who are doing more so that just 
made me grow so fast because now it's almost like we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Like I had people that were like buddies were like, dude, I did my first open house. How did it go? I had two people come in. What'd they say? One of them said a real said they had a realtor. Well, t- try to tell them that they should, you know, get a second opinion. All right, I'll try that. I'll you try it also. Let's see how it goes. And then slowly built up a real estate career by just doing that. Mm-hmm. By surrounding myself with people that are trying to accomplish trying to accomplish the same thing and or accomplishing more than I am. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 a life hack that most people don't understand. They, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I've told you this, but like I was really inspired when I came to the future flipper mastermind yeah. a year ago yeah. because I had my, I had a host camp, my, my group of, of uh, little chickens yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah, chickens. my little chickadees. Uh, and I hadn't thrown a live event. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, it's hard. I don't want to do it. Like I saw yours and I was yeah. like, I can't do this. Yeah. But then I went, I, I, I like left the event and I was like, man, the people that I met here, yeah, it's crazy. Like it mm-hmm. really did. Like my, my brother-in-law came and was like, he'd never done real estate. And he was like, mm-hmm. man, that was crazy. And you know, mm-hmm. he was even fired up about it. So I remember being like, all right, I have to do that. And so I threw HostCon, my, my conference back in January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with all the headlines and the Airbnb bust and this and that, and yeah. the recession and the sky's falling, a lot of people are just scared or they feel like, very foolish for even wanting to invest in a short-term rental. Cause when they tell their friends, their family, mm-hmm. their coworkers, they all say, you're crazy. You're dumb. Are yep. you crazy? Do you want to do this now? Yeah. Have you seen interest rates? All that stuff. So no one could really talk freely about being in real estate. I feel like in general, that group of people. And then HostCon came and I just felt this big sense of like this big sigh of relief collectively from the yeah. group where they're all like, I can talk about short-term rentals with you and Mm. you're also crazy. Yes. You know? And so I always tell people like, people are going to tell you you're crazy. Embrace it. Like why say I'm not crazy? You're crazy. Like that's not, that was my argument Mm. for a long time when someone's like, you're crazy. I'm like, you're the crazy one. You're the one that's relying on one Mm. income at your job. If you get fired, you won't have an income. You're crazy. And now I'm like, yeah, you know what? I am kind of crazy, Yep. but that's why I'm going to be wealthy. Exactly. And that's why I told everybody at that conference. I was like, every single one of you are freaking crazy. Yep. And that's a cool thing. Go be crazy with each other. You're going to make millions of bucks. Exactly. 